the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, and the reality that he does changes everything about how we view God, about how we view our world and our church and even our own lives. And that's a big kind of preacher setup here. But it's not hyperbole, because the Good Shepherd laying down his life shows us the path to abundant life. Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees, some leading Jewish uh, religious leaders, and he is clearly casting himself in the role of the Good Shepherd and casting them in the role of the hired hand. You can imagine how that went over. You say stuff like that to the wrong people, it can get you killed. And the Pharisees pretty much did what you would expect of religious leaders. They taught. They kind of ran things. They wanted to be honored by the people and important and respected. But Jesus says that seeking after all of those things is different from the way of the Good Shepherd, different from the way of Jesus. And I think that changes the way we think about God, because so many of us have an image of God that punishes, as God, someone who punishes us when we slip up. And, you know, I have this conversation pretty regularly after a sermon like this where people will tell me, oh, I'm so glad that I didn't grow up in the kind of Christianity where I learned to think about God that way. And I say, oh, bless you. So glad. And then the same people, when they're in a hospital room or when push comes to shove, or when there's a diagnosis, or when something really bad happens, they look at me and say, I think God is punishing me. And of course, I'm always, you know, I'm always always patient and kind and gentle, and, you know, people need to be comforted when they're in stressful moments. But I think to myself, you know, I wonder if I have the image of God being the one punishing me, even though I preach and I, you know, I I don't think I do, but you learn a lot about your character when the stressful event happens. So I'll say it to all of us today, your priest included, God is a God who gives up his life for people who don't deserve it. This is not a God who punishes sinners. This is a God who makes sinners come alive. This is a God who knows us truly and deeply, who knows the 4 a.m. middle-of-the-night thoughts when children awake you from your dreams. And he loves you anyway. He knows that, and he loves you anyway. Enough to lay down his life for you and for me. But there are more layers than that. The parable of the Good Shepherd doesn't just tell us about God. The Good Shepherd changes how we think about the world. Every time you see the word shepherd in Scripture, you can replace it with the word king. 
King David was the example, the paradigm, of what it meant to be a king of Israel. And of course, famously, when prophet Samuel comes to anoint him as king, he's not even among his brothers because he was the youngest. He couldn't possibly be the king, so they left him out in the field with the sheep. So they had to come get him. And ever after, a shepherd became a symbol of what it meant to be the king. Now, as a rule, kings in Jesus' day did not willingly lay down their lives for their people. They might have had their lives taken from them in the latest palace intrigue, the violent version of the real housewives of Jerusalem. That might have happened. They might have led their troops into battle and died in combat. But they didn't willingly lay down their lives for people. They didn't sort of aim to do that. It just happened. Their life was taken from them, perhaps, but they didn't do it willingly. And I don't know if you've noticed, but kings in our own day, whether we call them king or whether we call them by some different title, don't usually willingly lay down their lives for the undeserving either. And so Jesus' parable is unexpected in his time, and it's unexpected in ours. Very often the powerful do not care about the needs of other people, or do not care enough to lay down their lives. Do not care enough to lay down the trappings of power on behalf of those who have none. But that is not the way of Jesus. The way of the Good Shepherd is to not hold on to power. It's to give it all away, to benefit people who do not deserve it. Just like Jesus gave away his status as God to come to earth, just like Jesus gave away his life on earth for the undeserving. The way of Jesus, the only way to abundant life, is through loving self-sacrifice. It's through giving up our power, not hoarding it. It's about making loving sacrifices on behalf of the undeserving. And that changes what we think about the world. It changes what we think about the nature of power. The Good Shepherd also changes what we think about church. Now we often think of a church as a meeting where we go for solace and peace and reverence and strength. But what a church is also about enacting loving self-sacrifice as a group. What the way of Jesus is, is for a community of people, those of us who gather together here, working together, building on our gifts. Terry Baxter is not good at the same things I'm good at, and I'm not good at the same things as Terry Baxter is. But if Terry Baxter and I work together, we hopefully build on each other's strengths and make up for one another's weaknesses. I have many more than Terry in the weaknesses department anyway. But all of us together, building on each other's gifts, so that we can have a nicely decorated clubhouse that is pretty and that we get to use every Sunday. Well, sure, the building's nice. But the reason we're here is for other people. We are a people who gathers for others, for the good of a world, for the good of our community. 
And for us here at Trinity Church, the way of Jesus is not primarily concerned about what church means for us, about what it means for our parish. What the way of Jesus is for a community like ours is a way of living together in friendship and community amongst ourselves so that we can make loving sacrifices for other people. And as we move forward from this season of pandemic, as we will, it is an urgent task for us at Trinity Church to discern the needs of the people around us who do not come to church, who do not come to this church, and to work together to make loving sacrifices to meet those needs. And to do so in some of the ways that we did before the pandemic, but also to do so in some fresh and new and compelling ways now that we are almost, Lord willing, on the other side. That is a different way of thinking about church than the way most folks often think about church. But that is the way of the Good Shepherd. It's about loving, self-sacrifice, everybody pulling together. And what I find very exciting about that is that none of us, either as individuals or as a church, have to do that work alone. Because the Good Shepherd changes what we think about ourselves. Many of us are weary. Lord knows I am. Many of us feel just now like we are starting over in some important ways. Some of us feel like we've struggled to pray in the last season, or to worship, or to relate to God, or to practice our faith. This has been a hard time. And love is hard, and sacrifice is hard. And so you might hear this and wonder how it is we could ever have the margin to add something to what we're already doing. But we don't do it alone. Even altogether, we don't do it alone. The Good Shepherd, who jumped in a ditch on behalf of his sheep, the Good King, who willingly laid down his life for people who do not deserve it, knows us and is with us and calls us by name and lets us hear his voice, and gives us his body and blood. And that gives us power to love and to serve. Power to grow friendships and relationships. Power to reconcile in relationships that are broken. Power to combine our gifts and talents and resources together in ways that aren't taxing on us. In ways that we can do, that we are capable of, because God makes it so. We can embody this way of Jesus together by laying down our power, by making loving sacrifices for people who do not deserve it, and in doing so, may we find life. May we find hope. May we discover the true meaning of power and leadership. And may it lead us to abundant life. Now and forever.
Amen.